welcome back to the Go for Two podcast, and this is our our, our full preview of uh, of week three uh, after a fun Thursday night football last night. I'm your host Liam Horsley, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host after a very sad man probably after his uh, NFC rivals win last night. Uh, it's Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing after a fine New York Giants San Francisco 49ers game? Oh, mate, I mean, I, I didn't hold up much. Uh... Hope of the Giants going into uh, Santa Clara and getting any win. So, uh, as long as you don't injure uh, old sporting <laughs> life on the New York Giants, you're all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an awkward position to have your whole hopes and dreams pinned on Daniel Jones. But um, fortunately, fortunately, that's I, not I feel sorry for for the guy. To be honest with you, with the offensive line. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of the screenshots going around of the game. Of the pocket, there's a couple of funny ones going around. It's just like people just in his face after, I don't know, one and a half seconds. It's like, yeah. Uh, Andrew Thomas didn't play, did he? So I understand why it's worse than it was. But yeah, not a great uh, display. Not at all, no. In terms of our picks, though, we both picked San Francisco minus ten and a half. So we start the week off well. Um, any major takeaways from from last night's game, I guess? We've spoken a little bit there about Dan, Dan Jones and obviously the offensive line, the Giants' offense, to be honest, struggled all night. Um, again, I didn't think Brock Purdy looked great, to be honest. Some bad throws that his receivers had to play DB <laughs> and keep them away. But they win 30-12 to 12, uh, at home against the Giants. Any other big takeaways or was it all as you expected? I think as you brush aside the Giants uh, and just look at the 49ers, obviously I did say the other... Last week, you know, they looked like the most complete team through two weeks. May I don't know whether Brock Purdy's going to end up holding them back slightly. I don't know. The, the roster is so good. They look like they can canter to 30 points kind of every week, whenever they want. But I'm not sure, mate. Last night, the first half, he was absolutely abysmal. Yeah. And if you put you you swapped him with I don't know CJ Stroud, I don't think the Texans would win a game, mate, this season with Brock Purdy at quarterback. So obviously he has landed himself into the most incredible situation probably anybody's ever landed in. But mate, he was throwing some ducks last night. He'd like the zero velocity on some of these balls. And I don't know, I just doubt sure whether the 49ers look so good to me. Like I feel like they're ahead of the Eagles this season, the way that the Eagles have looked. So for me, it's like, I don't know, the Eagles are going to be playing catch-up or, you know, throughout the whole season. But for me, the one thing for the 49ers I would be worried about is definitely, definitely Purdy. Yeah, I agree. Did you see the um, George Kittle pass going around that he kind of played... I did, mate. Yeah, and then Kittle did the lock celebration after. <laughs> that, that almost made the pass worse because he did that the DB celebration, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it definitely highlighted it more on the on the rewatch when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, it did. But yeah, I'm similar to you, really. Um, we mentioned Purdy loads of times. I'm still worried. Um, last night, I don't think it made me any more worried because I think I, I don't think he was great against the Rams, to be honest. But yeah, definitely a worry. The defense looks really good. Um, I'd say the Giants' run defence at times in the first half looked better than I thought, but did fade down the stretch. Um, but yeah, Giants have got a tough schedule. What are they now? One and one and two, aren't they? Um, with some really hard games. So yeah, I think their season could be difficult. And San Francisco 49ers 3-0. So very good start to them, but we'll see what they're like against a, a good team. Um, cool. On to the rest of week three then. Uh, as always, we'll pick all the games against the spread. Um I have a slight to tight timeline today, so we're going to spend a little bit less time on some of the, the bigger games and, and, and go through and try and get, get us out of it a little bit quicker. And then obviously you guys can listen to it a little bit quicker before Sunday's action. Um, first game, though, is a loser leaves town match, as uh, people like to call it. It's the Vikings, sorry, Chargers at Vikings. Vikings are favoured at home by one and a half points. So basically, that's just home field advantage. So it's basically a pick 'em. If this was the Super Bowl, we'd all be sad it was a Super Bowl, but it'd be a zero spread, zero spread game probably. Um, huge game, mate. Uh, it's on Sky, 6 p.m. Both teams 0-2. Both teams playoff teams last year. Desperately need a win. Obviously, neither favoured for their division this year. I feel like this could be one of the, or if not the game of the week, to be honest. 
oh, this is absolutely, mate, the game of the week. This is uh, in, the way that the stakes are set up. If they'd have both come in one-on-one, you're like, yeah, this is still a real good game. There's going to be a lot of offensive firepower on show. But, mate, with it like you can't fall to 0-3, can you? Like I said last week, if the Vikings go 0-3, there's a small chance that they could still come back and kind of win the division. But the Chargers, mate, 0-3, you forget the division. He's got the Chiefs in it. The Chiefs aren't going to kind of let that slip, are they? You let that division lead slip early. And then you're looking in on the wild cards. It's getting tough. So, yeah, mate, this is an amazing slate. And the, the amazing game, the the, the spread recognises that as well. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. It? No one has any clue really about uh, kind of which way that this game could go. No, yeah, tight spread, like you said. Uh, it's the biggest total of the week as well. 54 and a half points. So it's going over. <laughs> we hope so. They're not expecting a lot of defense, I don't think, between the two teams. Um, keys for me, I would actually like to see Alexander Mattison or Cam Akers, who has been traded for a late pick swap to the Vikings. Um, I would like to see someone in this Vikings team run the ball <laughs> and not run the ball for like 16 carries for 50 yards, like to run it well. Uh, and it feels like if they can't run it well against the Chargers, then the Vikings' run offense is just going to be bottom of the league all season. Um, but Justin Jefferson's under over is 101 yards, so <laughs> the bookies are quite confident uh, who's going to lead the, this game and receive him. But um, I think it could be a little bit of a kind of slug back and forth, mate, in terms of through the air. I, I, I'm slightly worried, obviously, Austin Eckler might be back, but I don't think either of these teams are very good at running the ball. I know the Chargers give up a lot of rush yards, so that might help the Vikings, but I just have no confidence at the moment in that running back room. So for me, this could be even more exciting game because it could just be Kirk Cousins and Justin Herbert dropping back and throwing it. And I know Cousins is Cousins, but when he's throwing to Justin Jefferson, every pass has got a chance to reach the end zone, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, this feels like uh, any Big 12 college football game from the <laughs> last 10 years, to be honest with you. That's 65, 64, do you know what I mean? Like, thousand yards combined but for me minnesota cannot keep putting the ball on the ground because <laughs> the negative again this week if it's a negative turnover ratio i mean against the eagles it was a ridiculous negative turnover four turnovers do that against this game you, you're not going to win if they can clean that up and kind of be on level pegging or get a positive in the takeaway column I do think the Vikings should just, I mean, because at the end of the day, Cousins' efficiency so far has actually been really, really good. Now, whether he can do it in kind of the big moments in his career is a different question, but his efficiency this season, was he targeting Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Addison, TJ Atkinson, has been awesome. I do think that they have enough, if they can keep him in a clean pocket, which has been an issue at times as well this season, you give him a clean pocket i like him for more positive drives than i do herbert and the chargers but it all comes down if you put the ball on the ground again like they have been doing through the first two weeks i think you can forget it i think the chargers could kind of rip them to pieces on short on short fields yeah which team do you think is actually better in general do you think it is the chargers um if i had to force pick one not for this game, but just as like... Yeah, rest. just overall roster. Yeah, obviously, we, we did speak in the summer that, you know, the Chargers, you know, they, on paper, they look absolutely stacked, don't they? So yeah. I would probably err on that side. But I, I do I do think the Vikings have got some talent. But, uh, yeah, I would I'd just err slightly to, to Minnesota. Uh, to uh, LA, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, cool. In terms of the spread... Uh, I've already made my picks for today. I've gone Vikings minus one and a half. Uh, I picked the Vikings a lot last year. I've gone against them week one and week two. So I've decided to kind of go back on my uh, my skull chance and <laughs> pick the Vikings to win. There's not much logic behind it, apart from the fact I just think Justin Jefferson could, uh, could win them the game. Uh, I do think it'll be close, though, and the fact it's under a field goal helps. Um, I think Chargers are a better team overall, but there's just something not quite right at the moment with the Chargers. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Vikings minus one and a half. I'd be shocked if this game doesn't come down to the last drive, to be honest. It's a, draw, a drive to win it. 
um, whether that's a field goal or a touchdown, I'm going to go um, the Chargers to to win this game. I think I like them by a field goal. Again, it's so so close, and it? it's it literally this game feels like um, tossing a coin. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and we're both fans of the over fifty four and a half for sure. Yeah. Uh, one game that probably won't be going over, uh, especially because there's awful thunderstorms in America in the East Coast this week. Um, Colts at Ravens. Ravens favoured at home, mate, by seven and a half. Um, it will be Gardner Minshew. Uh, there's a lot of Ravens injuries as well. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, Odell Beckham Jr., um, left tackle, uh, Ronnie Stanley. So I do think overall this game could be quite badly affected by injuries. However, we both spoke about how great Lamar played in week one. Sorry, in week two. I think in week one, kind of getting his feet under the table a little bit in a brand new offense. Um, and there's just no way I, mean, I can pick the Minshew led Colts, even with the hook at 0.5. So I am picking Ravens minus seven and a half. I think they win the game by two scores. Lamar throws it all over the place. And I think Zay Flowers probably seems to have quite a big day. Yeah, I mean, if the weather's going to be terrible, I kind of look at then at the running games. Who do I trust more? I think Baltimore win the game easily, but who would I trust more for the spread? I don't know whether Zach Moss can. He had a good game last week, 88 yards on five yards average. But I'm not sure that Indianapolis without Richardson would kind of be that that uh, running threat. Minshew was uh, efficient last week, but yeah, it's a step up in quality. You're going to have to give me Baltimore on the spread as well. Nice. Um... Cool. Next game, really interesting one, actually, for for the AFC. Um, Titans at the Browns. Browns, unfortunately, going to be without Nick Chubb for the for the season, obviously, and for this game. Uh, Browns are favoured at home by three and a half points. So they wow. do get, they get the hook, which surprised me. Um, I understand why Titans were not good in week one, but Titans did have a big, big, big win in week two. Um, it does feel like the bookies didn't really think much of the charges there, though. The fact they're <laughs> making the Titans three and a half point underdogs. Um, what are your thoughts on, on how this game is going to look? Because I think Deshaun Watson looks pretty bad against the Steelers. Titans maybe aren't necessarily known as as good of a defence, but I think their front four is pretty good, mate. So I think they could give him trouble again. And I don't think they'll be able to run on them either, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, I mean, if you're, you're kind of looking at the run game without Chubb now, I mean, that obviously you've got Jerome Ford and they've just signed Kareem Hunt back, but... When I look at what they did against Herbert last week, Herbert was pretty efficient against Tennessee last week. Didn't break any huge plays, and they did get some pressure at times to him. So I just don't think that Cleveland can match the passing attack, what we saw kind of last week from the Chargers against the Titans. Watson has looked not good at all. Um, without... You know, going on about what he's like as a person or whatever, you kind of want to just, if we're just talking about football here, he looks absolutely abysmal. <laughs> you know, it's like, my God, though, the contract looks a complete disaster and pretty much impossible to get out of. So, for the, I love the spreadway. I couldn't believe when you read that out. So, I'm going Tennessee, mate. I like them to win this game in a kind of grind out game. I'm sure it'll be kind of low scoring, you know, low scoring, maybe mid-20s game, but a lot of Tennessee to grind out. They can grind these kind of games out on the road. Yeah, they can. It almost feels like it's made for them, doesn't it, this type of game? Um, yeah, yeah, it really is made for them. But they need week two, Tannehill, and not week one, because he was absolutely <laughs> horrendous against uh, in the first game. Yeah, yeah. I would say my worry for that game is I'm also picking Titans plus three and a half. Um, but my worry is I think the Browns' defence does look pretty good and Tannehill under pressure is is a bit of a worry. So it'll be one of them. I think you'll know after the first quarter in this game whether we're going to get ke- killed on this spread or not because I think Tannehill will show his colours pretty early in the game. Um, but yeah, they can protect him up. Henry can run the ball well. Browns have done well against the run this year but that's against Steelers' offensive line and the Bengals' offensive line. So I know the Titans aren't great either, but hopefully Derek Henry can can force a few big runs for our for our spread. Uh, I mean, yeah, if Titans win this, they just wouldn't beat the Chargers and the Browns. I know they had a poor week one and 
I feel like they are going to have some bad losses throughout the year. Um, it'd be quite a good start to the season for them. I know they wouldn't have wanted to lose week one, but Chargers and Titans back to back. Uh, sorry, Chargers and Browns back to back is pretty tough, mate. So this would be a big yeah, win. Yeah, I mean, for the, for, the, for the level of talent they've got and the expectations that are less probably on them than they have been in the last five years, it's a pretty good start. And you're bang in there for the division, aren't you? We both had Tennessee for the division as well. Yeah, I know, yeah. It feels like this might be a turn into a Titans pod. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Next game then. Uh, also a very, very high total. I believe the second highest total of the week. Um, no, sorry, third highest total of the week. Falcons at the Lions. Feels like this is two Twitter darling teams here from all the podcasts. Oh, absolutely. This is Twitter.com, yeah. mate. This game, isn't it? This is. Battle of the uh, ground versus the air in terms of the animals. we got Lions minus three and a half at home. So they do get the hook. It was three. It has actually been bet to three and a half. Um, a lot of injuries affecting this game. The Lions are going to be out a few key players. Looks like Armin Ra St. Brown will play, um, which is important. He had a bit of a toe injury. But yeah, they're going to be missing CJ Gardner Johnson. He's out for a while. Uh, a couple of other injuries in the secondary. Um, I think Josh Reynolds is healthy as well. Um, Montgomery's out. We'll see who they end up getting. Unless they got um, Donovan Knight to, to kind of cover his, his rushing. But um, yeah, interesting game. Um, Rid has not looked great at times, but the offense is still producing well overall. Um, I feel like this could be a bit of a shootout, but is that me getting my hopes up? Like, should I really be thinking it's a shootout for Jared Goff and Ridder, or is it more of a shootout for like the Lions OC versus Bijan Robinson potentially? Yeah, I would say that overall, the Falcons don't want to get because the Lions can score on you quite quickly. Don't think the Falcons want to be getting too many um, shootouts this season. Over they can run it so well, and in the short passing game as well with the running backs. Obviously, with Bijan, I mean he's looked great so far. I think the best is still to come though with Bijan. So, but and Al- Algier as well has looked great. I think I just don't know whether they can keep up in a shootout with a team that can definitely put thirty plus points on you. <laughs> and for me, Ridder at times has not looked good. And I wouldn't want him, I wouldn't want to play from behind the whole game and fall, you know, two scores behind and have it to force Ridder to get in rid of the ball and maybe kind of going over his kind of short passing because I just don't have that confidence. I don't think Atlanta has that confidence yet in him. I think you see that in the play calling. So. Yeah. What do you um which defense which defense do you think is more likely to have a big impact on this game? Because I have liked some of what I've seen from the Falcons pass rush. I know it's through two weeks, but I've liked that quite a bit. And the Lions secondary last week did not look great against Seattle. But on paper, Lions are probably better, but I've liked what I've seen from the Falcons defense. I think they've got more chance of impact in the game than the Lions defense. Yeah, I think I think your big play ability could come from Atlanta, which is a shot which I don't think many people expected at all, did they, really? From yeah. kind of not got like huge names on there. Jesse Bates looks like he's uh, obviously a big contract, but he looks like he's uh, fitting quite well there, kind of with the rest of the secondary, Terrell and Richie Grant. So, yeah, yeah, well, they're going to need to get in and around Goff, aren't they? When he gets comfortable and he, the wide receivers can get separation, I think they can, the Lions can kind of pick you apart can't they but yeah they get in they're getting in around him yeah it could be really really interesting like I said don't want to get into a shootout if the Falcons can keep this game mid-20s I think they can can win the game which is a sway in my thoughts I don't know why I just said that to be honest with you because <laughs> doubting myself now because it... you are doubting yourself um well, I'm picking Falcons plus three and a half uh I think the Lions are quite injured. I did think Goff looked a bit skittish after he threw the interception that ended that interception streak, or no interception streak, I guess, that he had. Um, so, yeah, I'm picking Falcons plus three and a half. I think Bijan takes another step. Not sure about the Lions' run game at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit more of a vibes pick because I picked the Falcons to win the division. So, I kind of want them to, to go three and over here. So, I'm going to pick Falcons plus three and a half. Have you talked yourself into Falcons or are you going with uh, your mate Dan Campbell? Um... No, I'm going. I'm going uh, Falcons in a close game. You, if you'd not brought the defense, I think I'd have just gone Detroit by a touchdown. But you know what? Let's go Falcons. Still like the Lions to win this game field goal, but that three and a half's nice, isn't it? 
Nice. This feels like it could be a one-point win for someone. Doesn't this feel like a one-point, crazy two-point conversion, missed PAT, crazy game in Detroit? Um, <laughs> it does feel like it's going to be, be, a, be a big game. Um, next game then, two teams have started pretty well. Saints at the Packers. Packers are favoured by one and a half. So two very even teams, according to the bookies. Uh, Saints looked pretty good in week one at times. Um Derek Carr did not look great in week two uh, against the Panthers. That was a very weird game. I went back and watched that after we recorded, actually, the day after, and it was a pretty, pretty poor game. I think the Saints' offensive line didn't look great either. Um, Packers have had a weird week. Obviously, David Battiari, is he going to play on turf? Is he not? He's slating local media. Obviously, the coach is annoyed that he has to keep rotating left tackles, it seems like. Uh, and Jordan Love, I think, played pretty well, but then did have some dodgy moments in the second half of that Falcons game. Um, what sort of type of game are we going to see here? Because I think it's quite hard to work this one out, as in, like, what the hell is the game going to look like with these two teams? It doesn't feel like they're quite set in their their ways of who they are yet. No way. I mean, um, Aaron Jones is, feels so more important than ever to the Packers. Is he is he going to be starting, do you think? Let me have, let me have a look. I'll have a look. Um, he didn't practice on he didn't practice on uh, on Wednesday, but let's see if he practiced yesterday. Yeah, he does return to practice yesterday, um, and Christian Watson did not. So it seems like there's a chance for Aaron Jones and Christian Watson probably not going to play. But obviously, he hasn't played yet this uh, season. Oh, yeah, I like I like the Packers much more with Aaron Jones playing. So, uh, in the run game and short passing game, I've seen too much of AJ Dillon. <laughs> he cannot be your sole back. Do you know what I mean? In in the yeah. in that attack. So yeah, it's a really, really strange game because the Saints I mean they've been okay, haven't they? I mean, I keep seeing stats about Taysom Mill, which is absolutely ridiculous, but he was a bit of a beast on the ground on Monday night football. But um they've been pretty efficient. I don't know, I just like where the Saints are slightly above where the Packers are right now. I'm not sure that that might be a bit of an indictment on <laughs> kind of how Jordan Love look because I'm not particularly high on um, the Saints at the moment, but I'm going to, yeah. You're going to have to give me, give me the New Orleans Saints Ooh, on, on the road for a, for, a, for a victory. I think this could be this is a really interesting game, actually, because it's, so close. I just don't think I've seen enough of Jordan. That second half really put me off the Packers because it's not often you see like Atlanta kind of bully a team kind of like Green Bay. And that's what I felt the second half was like. Yeah, interesting. This will be our second difference of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers at home. Uh, Aaron Jones does make a difference to me, but I also mentioned him a minute ago. Batiari, obviously Packers have a grass field, so He's going to play left tackle this week. So I think that makes a big difference for Jordan Love in the past game. And I think the Saints line's pretty good. I think the Saints secondary is actually a lot better than people think. But the line's front four is okay. But I think the Packers offensive line will be too good. So, yeah, give me Packers minus one and a half. I think this is going to be a really interesting game. Um, if I'm a Saints fan, I want to see a better performance from Derek Carr. Because week one, he had some good throws. Week two, much more of the bad throws that we see um, from time to time. Come on. So. Uh, next game, AFC South, uh, a game that's been awful for years. That's now starting to get a little bit more interesting. Um, Texans at the Jags. Jags are favoured at home by eight and a half points. So a little bit of a bigger spread, mate, on the eight and a half. Um, CJ Stroud will play for the Texans. I know he hurt his shoulder, but it looks like he's going to play. Um, Jags still similar position. They're still without their left tackle. He's not off the off the suspension list yet. Um, the defense played really well against the Chiefs. Offense played really badly, <laughs> uh, and the Texans. It seems like they played bad on defense last week. But CJ Stroud looked really really nice. Is the spread of eight and a half too big for you, or do you think it's the right amount? Like, did you think it'd be less than that when I read it out? No, maybe it could have gone. I didn't think it was going to be under a touchdown just because just because of who Houston are, really. And I know that the kind of the Buckies and everyone else likes the Jags perhaps higher than maybe I do overall. But uh, Houston can move the ball, especially in the second half when perhaps the game is out of their reach. You know, they were re- they were pretty efficient last week on third down. They had a lot of first downs as well. Two or two also on fourth down. They ran a lot more plays than the Colts. A lot of, a lot of positive plays as well. 
yeah. playing without we're playing without penalties and they just have kind of a low talent level compared to the rest of the um rest of the league obviously nico collins had a great connection so far with um with stroud i'd love to i'd love to go um, the texans i just don't think they can put 60 minutes of a close game together so you're going to go the jags but the jags are going to need to be so much better in the red zone than they were last week i know the chiefs defense looked great but Trevor missed a couple of those throws there when a couple got open. He should, he should be fitting them in as an elite-level player. So, yeah, need to see more out of the Jacksonville, but give me the Jags. Jags receivers got to work on the uh, toe tap as well. It feels like a little bit. Well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Say Jones, especially. Um, this was tough because I'm a bit of a CJ Stroud stand, but, uh, yeah, I think this is the exact type of team that Trevor won't get much pressure on him against. Even with Will Anderson, I feel like they can double up on him and the rest might be okay at this point. I don't think Texas defense is quite good enough. So I'm with you. I'm going to go Jags. But I do think it could be a bit of a back and forth. And then maybe like third quarter, fourth quarter, Jags pull away. I don't think it'll be like a Jags go up 21-0. I think it'll be a much closer game in the first half. But then talent will probably prevail as Trevor Lawrence gets gets going. So, yeah, I'll go with you. But I think 10, 13 points is the max. I don't think it'll be a big, big, big blowout. But... We'll see. That might be my CJ Stroud, Ohio State bias creeping in there. Um, next game, then, I know exactly the spread. We're both picking for this one. Broncos at Dolphins. Um, on the road, I am surprised at this spread. Dolphins are favoured only by six and a half. And I know that's not terrible. Like It's still a largest amount. But after seeing the Jags eight and a half, I don't think the Broncos are loads better than the Texans. Uh, and the Dolphins' offense is definitely playing better than the Jags. So for it to be six and a half, mate, I was quite surprised. But I think this is still a little bit of uh, a bit of coach head coach bias there coming in for Peyton because I thought this would be seven and a half to be honest. Yeah, I would have just about to say to you that seems like a Sean Payton um, line. Obviously, they've had. I mean, they've lost both games by a combined three points, but this feels like a different level of competition, especially with the Dolphins looking early. This season, whether they're going to be like this in week 16, we'll see. But yeah, the Dolphins look great at the moment. So, so fast. The run game still needs massive amount of work. I wish they'd kind of put that together to look more of a complete team. But Chewers look good from, from what he's from what he's done. Probably the best he's ever looked. And obviously you've got Waddle and Tyreek Hill. They look absolutely incredible at times, especially Hill. So it's a big spread, isn't it? But you're going to have to get me Miami because I just don't trust Denver that can hang around in with a team like this who can kind of score quickly. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Denver, mate, over the next three <laughs> four weeks. If they're 0-3, is there any way he's, Russ is benched after this game? Or does it have to be like 0-3 and it's like two picks and 13 points? Does it have to be bad or could it be any sort of average Russ game 0-3? Peyton panics, or you don't think they're quite there yet? No, I mean, to what end are you benching with Jarrett Stidham behind you? You're not thinking <laughs> you're good, you guy, for the next 10 years. After this, they've got the Bears on the road and then the Jets at home before a game with Kansas City. So if they lose this game, they'll theoretically go two and three and it looks a little bit more respectable. But, you know, you still have to go out and beat the Bears and the Jets. So, yeah. You're going to have to go in Miami this week. Yeah, I'm the same. I put Miami is one of the easiest ones for me. Minus six and a half. Um, yeah, don't trust the Broncos. They scored more points last week than I thought they would, to be fair. But some of that was, I don't want to say unsustainable, but there was three long bombs that just, to Mims. So I just would hope Vic Fangio and the Dolphins defense is a little bit more prepared for than than um, Jack Del Rio was for the, for the commanders. So yeah, I'm going Dolphins as well. And one quick note here is the Broncos defense has actually looked a lot worse than I thought. I thought they would be a unit that could really kind of help the team. Maybe not win games, but win more games and, and kind of have a better record. But I'm a little bit worried about everyone outside of Patrick Satan, how they've uh, how they've looked. So that'd, that'd be one I'll watch this week. If their defense gets killed by the Dolphins, I'd be like, this is a little bit of a worry. Um, but yeah, no Jalen Waddle either. So it does feel like Tyree Kills could go for 300 yards this game. Um, next game then, this is a Patrick Derby. This is... The exact game that keeps you up at night, mate, in terms of excitement. It's the Patriots at the Jets <laughs> with Matt Jones and Zach Wilson. And the Patriots are favoured on the road by two and a half points. Um, 
some stats that I was listening uh, re- re- reading off earlier. Uh, Zach Wilson has averaged over two interceptions every time he's played Bill Belichick. Zach Wilson has the worst EPA per play from any quarterback in NFL history every time he's played Bill Belichick. Um, and the Pats, I think, have won something out like 13 of the last 15 games against the Jets, something crazy like that. Um, so, yeah, if this was Aaron Rodgers, mate, the spread would probably be three and a half the other way, it feels like, or two and a half the other way. Um, Patriots favoured. I think Matt Jones at times looks okay, but the offence in general isn't great. But the Jets, uh, Pat's defence looks really good, like really, really good. And the Jets' defence did take a little bit of a step back against the Cowboys. So for me, I've kind of come off the bat and say I'm going to go Pat's minus two and a half. I just think the Pat's defence could lead to 10, 13 points with short fields or touchdowns against Zach Wilson. And maybe this will be the game that convinces Salah and and Joe Douglas to, to try and do something at the position because I just think Bill Belichick's a nightmare to play for Zach after you've come off that three-interception game against the Cowboys. Yeah, and especially with how many touches they gave the running backs last week. I mean, Brees Hall touched the ball four times, which is just... With, with Zach Wilson at quarterback, you, you, you must have kind of more efficiency from your backs. I mean, Zach Wilson was also the top... Russia in carries and yards last week, which is that's not sustainable. We know that. I feel like the air has come out of the jet scene. Obviously, that's so easy to say with Rogers, but you know the the roster is 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 quite good overall, especially on defense. But I don't know. I don't know the air inside the building. Maybe kind of taken <laughs> out. I don't know. It's a it's a tough situation, isn't it? When you kind of been hyped up that much all summer, when you're not used to having that spotlight on you and expecting to win. Yeah. So I don't know, it's tough. Patriots obviously have not looked good on offence, but the record against the Jets and Wilson is unbelievable. You're going to have to give me New England. I think they win this game. And I think the Jets, they, I don't know, if they're going to be some sad Jets fans, real sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I pick this as my best bet for the full 10 yards betting broadcast, Pats minus two and a half. So please, Matt Jones, Billy O'Brien, um, Ramondre Stevenson, the king of the random fumble, don't stitch me up. Just win this game by a field goal and just let's move on. Uh, and I do look forward to the tweet on Monday morning that says, Colin Kaepernick has not had any uh, any phone calls yet from the Jets. Please, no. <laughs> Seems to be a weekly comment, I see. Um, last game of the early window then, another one that's actually, that game, sorry, as well, um, Pat's Jets could be affected by the Storms, which is why the total was 36 and a half. Oh, um, yeah, I know. Uh, Bill's Commanders is the third game that the Storm could potentially hit. The spread here is bigger, 40, 43 and a half. Um, pretty exciting game, actually, to be fair. Bill's are favoured on the road by six and a half. And I was slightly surprised. I thought maybe at home the Bills would be favoured by about eight and a half here. Same as the Raiders game last week. So on the road, I was quite surprised to see it as high as six and a half. Um, what are your general thoughts on this game? Obviously, Howes looks pretty good. Commander's defence has been up and down, but the pass rush looks great. Bills have had a great game and a terrible game. <laughs> Feels like these two teams are a little bit all over the place, and it's quite an important game for both to see where they sit in the, the kind of pecking order of the NFL at the moment. Yeah, really, really interesting, because obviously this is the highest competition that Washington has played by quite a bit. So that'll be interesting to kind of see where they are offensively against the Bills. But I'd love to see the defence get after Josh Allen, to be honest. If the weather is as bad as they're saying, if like the storm hits, it's a really rainy day, I would definitely, if I knew that, would definitely take the commanders in the spread because I quite like their run game. And just the defence getting after Josh Allen, kind of you can see him just kind of force things down the field, maybe making mistakes. So... Do you know what? I'm going to go Washington on the spread on this. I don't know what you've gone, but I'm going Washington. I think this is a great game, by the way, to, to like you said, to see where both teams are. And I think Washington too. No, you can kind of be looking around what else in the NFC. There hasn't been that much mind-blowing, especially within the division. I know the Cowboys look good. The Eagles yeah. have looked, you know, much a step down on last season. So if you're Washington, you've got Eric the enemy now. You're thinking, we're on the up. So... Yeah, give me, give me Washington on the spread. I think it's a really fun game, actually. Yeah, they can get to 3-0. Um, like Even like a wild card picture looks... I know it's still so much season to go, but it just gives yourself such a leg up, doesn't it, in terms of getting in the playoffs. Um, who do you think the... Uh, before I give my pick, who do you think 
if the weather does hit bad, who does that favour? Does that favour the Bills and Josh Allen because he's just an absolute lunatic? Or does it favour the commanders because they just naturally love to run the ball a lot more than, than Buffalo? Yeah, uh, for the actual, from, from winning the game, I would slightly favour overall Washington, but <laughs> in terrible weather, maybe the best runner of the ball will be Josh Allen, but I can't <laughs> guarantee you he wouldn't drop the, drop the ball on the ground at least <laughs> once. So, yeah, perhaps I would favour Washington overall, but uh, yeah. if I'm yeah. Washington, I'm praying for the bad weather. Yeah, same. Ground, um, same. We spoke about it last week. Brian Robinson looks really good, really good for the commanders. Um, and I am looking forward to the commanders win this game. Another graphic that says the commanders' points since Eric Bieniemy's arrived, the Chiefs' points since the enemy's left. Is there a controversy on the offense? Um, that's been a fun, fun thing. Um, I picked the Bills, and I guess that's in the hope of the weather not being as bad and it being a high-scoring game and Josh Allen winning by a touchdown. But uh, I'll probably root for the Commanders, but I picked the Bills minus six and a half, which is our third difference as well for, for the week. Um, right, now onto the 9pm slate, which we'll probably rattle through quite quick because these games are a bit of a disaster. Um, we'll start with the closer game first. So Panthers at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are favoured by minus five and a half. The spread, wow. was four, the spread was four and a half. And then Bryce Young goes out. Andy Dalton's named the starter, and the spread actually gets worse. I actually thought it might go the other way, to be honest, with Andrew Dalton's experience. But yeah, Seahawks minus five and a half, mate. Dalton versus Geno, classic battle of the 2010s. Um, where, where do you think this one's going? Because I do think the Panthers' offense has looked diabolical, but the defense has looked pretty good. Whereas the Seahawks' defense is really underwhelmed, and the offense looked amazing last week. Yeah, I mean, it's such a shame for um, early development on Bryce Young. He's out for this game. And, yeah, we've seen Dalton is probably, as it stands now, the best backup in the league. Um, he can come in and be efficient. I think it probably overall makes makes him a little bit better with his experience than it would. I mean, Young at quarterback, like you said, the, on the spread, you're surprised he didn't go in instead of coming out. But um, perhaps that's how Andy Dalton is viewed overall but um yeah i saw a thread this week actually on the the separation that the panthers had been getting the wide receivers and what bryce young had to throw to and it was an absolute disgrace to be honest <laughs> the poor guy is i mean i mean some people a lot of people were saying the thread why why even playing this season just let him sit learn the system and then get a better cast next season he's just zero to throw to yeah. I'm surprised. Give me Seattle made by at least a touchdown in this game. Offenses, offense were really good last week. So uh, I'm trying to forget about week one. To be honest, no one expected LA the Rams to be like that. So uh, yeah, bounce back last week. I'd expect that to continue this week for Seattle. Yeah, same here. I've gone Seattle minus five and a half. Um, yeah, probably a little bit more worried with Dalton. Just I think yeah, keep the ship running. A couple of bad drives or bad sacks. I don't think that'll affect, that'll affect Dalton, whereas it does feel like Bryce Young was getting affected by that. I have seen chat this week that maybe they're sitting Bryce Young for different reasons and he's not injured and they're just trying to give him a week off to to chill after that Saints game. But, yeah, who knows if that's true. But, yeah, not a good position to be in if you're the Panthers. And uh, Frank Reich, the QB whisperer, strikes again at the moment, it feels like. Um, but, yeah, I'll go Seahawks minus five and a half as well. I thought this might be a little bit bigger of a, of a spread originally. Um Two other games at 9pm then have the same exact spread. So we'll start at Cowboys at Cardinals. Um, Jesus. This also, when you realise the spread the other way, does show you how bad they think the Cardinals are. Because Cardinals are at home in this game, whereas at least the Bears are on the road. Um, yeah, Cowboys are favoured by 12 and a half, which is not great. <laughs> uh, the run game for Cardinals looks pretty good in week one and two. Uh, I would say it faded in the second half was that a tank job like some people want you to believe or was that them just running out of ideas I think it's probably more of the second um, Cowboys defence is really dominant but unfortunately lost Trayvon Diggs to a an ACL injury that takes him out for the whole season however I don't think that matters in this game I don't think the Cardinals are going to be throwing in much we spoke about Michael Parsons every week so far looks dominant I think he'll kill this Cardinals offensive line I like how the Cowboys offence looked last week I'll be interested to see if they can kind of keep it ticking along this week uh, I expect them to probably run it a bit more as well, just because they'll probably take an early lead. But yeah, no, normally like to pick the big spreads, but unfortunately I'm going to have to. So I'm going to go Cowboys minus uh, 
12.5, mate. I just think that they're they're too dominant and they might score 12.5 points spread on their own on the defence. Yeah, based on what you said about the, the tanking thing, I actually don't buy that at all. I mean, if you go down the roster, especially on defence of Arizona, mate, there is so minimal amount of talent there for NFL level. It's so hard to compete for, for 60 minutes. Yeah, but I mean, they had an incredible first half, didn't they, last week, 20 up at half-time, but... Yeah, it's just so difficult to sustain that with the level of talent that they have on the roster. Um, going over the Cowboys, what a shame about Trayvon Diggs being out for the season. That's absolutely going for them. I'm sure that will take the defence a slight hit. He's, he's not the home run hitter he kind of was two seasons ago, but he overall is a much better player. So that's a shame for them, but shouldn't affect them this game. So yeah. you're going to give me Dallas. Efficient on offence. I'd expect C.D. Lamb to another big game with uh, Tony Pollard. So, yeah, going to be Dallas. It'd be interesting to see if they make, uh, Cardinals make Buda Baker inactive again. Uh, feels like a Howie Roseman trade. I wanted to mention that on the pod. I'm ready to go, mate, for Buda Baker right now. I feel like it could, could happen. Um, last game of the 9pm window then, like I said, same spread. Bears at Chiefs. Chiefs favoured by 12.5, which is a big spread. Um, obviously, offence hasn't looked great. I feel like this is a very much get-right game. Um, I almost feel like the offense might look great in this game, and then it's a little bit like, let's just hold our horses and, and, and wait a few more weeks, because the Bears' pass rush is not good. So the, the tackles should be fine. The Bears' secondary is okay, but they haven't really got anyone that can cover a tight end. So it feels like Travis Kelsey and Noah Gray could, could have big days here. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't follow the news, um, it's been a bit of a disaster in Chicago. The D.C. has quit his job. There's rumours of FBI raids in the house. I don't know how much of that is true. It's been a bit weird and back and forth. But something's happened with the DC that doesn't look good. He's quit. Justin Fields called out his coaches in, a t- in an interview. And then an hour later, asked the media to come to his locker so we could walk back those comments. And then 24 hours later, he was seen hugging his OC and pointing to the cameras whilst hugging him. So things in Chicago are very strange. I don't normally pick the Chiefs on big spreads because they don't cover, but I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs minus 12.5 and, and, and ride with a Cowboys-Chiefs double because things don't look right for the Bears, and I do think the Chiefs' defensive line could absolutely kill uh, Justin Fields this week. Yeah, this could be a really sad game. My idea, if I had um, Roger Goodell's phone number, would be to flex this game out and put one of the excellent college football Saturday games on there because this <laughs> college slate is phenomenal. So I would be that would be my idea for, for Roger there. Maybe put Oregon and Colorado in that spot because I can see this being an absolute disaster. But I mean, I mean, how can you prepare when you've had the new this all this upheaval kind of this yeah. week and just yeah, it's not going to be good. This I feel for obviously me if me and you really like Justin Fields and hopefully succeeds, but this is they're not putting him in a position to succeed. Whether he has the the arm talent long term is is going to be up for debate but you know they're not putting him in a position to succeed and i saw dj moore actually uh, a mike tough thing he was complaining on the field to someone as well last week about not using him right and always not well in chicago mate this is it's gonna be chiefs for me i must run. yeah if the chief chiefs this is a message to the chiefs players that will not be listening to this podcast let's not have a 20 to 17 kind of punt with three minutes to go the Bears get the ball back and I have to sit at home being like are we going to lose to the Bears and even if we win everyone will be like oh the Chiefs nearly lost to the Bears can we just not do that can we just score three touchdowns and go 21 nil up and just have a normal game uh, that's my message to the Chief players not listening to this pod um, Sunday Night Football then they have chosen an absolute stinker of a game uh, good uniform matchups good historic matchups but not good players especially the quarterback position we've got Steelers at Raiders Raiders are favoured though, mate, at home by two and a half. Um, so a little bit more than the one and a half. So they are they are viewing the Raiders as a as a slight better team. Um, Devontae Adams looks like he's going to play, which is really important for the Raiders. Um, they'll be hoping they can do better at stopping the run in this game because Steelers haven't been able to run the ball all season so far, uh, but they gave up so many yards to the Bills last week. Um, I kind of think this is a massive game for the Steelers. I don't know why. I just feel like 0-3... And if Pickett looks bad again, I'm a little bit worried because uh, very similar to DJ Moore, there's been some comments slash Instagram likes from George Pickens indicating that he's got no one to throw him the ball. So I think this is quite a big game for the Steelers, whereas the Raiders, I'm a little bit like, I feel like they might know their fate. I know their fans won't want to hear that. But the Steelers, I'm like, if you lose this game, 
the season's like kind of done. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, uh, without knowing the Sunday night football slate off the top of my head, if there's a game worse than this, then I definitely don't want to watch it, mate, because this <laughs> is not good, is it at all? I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, to be honest with you, because I don't think anyone expected uh, Vegas to be uh, to be good at all, so never mind Pittsburgh. But uh, do you know what? I'm going to go the Raiders on this spread. Why not? Roll, it back. Roll it back to week one when they got the dub. Jimmy G, well, just play efficiently. And then we'll, and then we'll go from there. I'm hoping more Josh Jacobs is to show more than he has um, this season so far. But uh, overall, don't find Pittsburgh interesting to watch. The ground game is terrible, and Kenny Pickett is up in the air whether he can be an NFL player long term. So give me the Raiders, best uniform in the league. Josh Jacobs needs more than minus two yards for a successful win for the Raiders. Uh, and uh, by the way, one thing I'm watching out is um, Mike Tomlin saying they need to give Jalen Warren more snaps now. I'm like, oh no, are we at are we at the uh, RB in round one historically bad pick range with Najee Harris? We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, I am going the opposite. I'm going for the uh, the Yinzers. I just realised as well. I mentioned they'd be 0 three. They wouldn't. I forgot they actually beat the Browns somehow. Um, so yeah, I'm going Steelers plus two and a half. Uh, defensive line, I think, could kill Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. And Jimmy's does struggle when, under pressure. So, give me the Steelers. Uh, I don't know how many points the offense is going to score, but the defense might score some. So, yeah, I'll go for the Steelers. Uh, on to Monday night, then. We've got a doubleheader. I think your game's the first game, isn't it, in actual time, right? It starts earlier, doesn't it? Than, yeah, I think it's around 30 to 40 minutes earlier, yeah. Yeah, so we're still doing this stupid doubleheader, guys. Uh, where if you watch the game back in 40, it tells you the score of the other game in the corner. So you can't actually watch both these games back in 40 and not <laughs> know the score. So uh, pick your favourite. But first game, Eagles at Bucks. Uh, Eagles favoured on the road, mate, by four and a half, um, which I thought was actually quite slight, to be honest. So it was a very easy pick for me, one of the picks of the week. I picked it uh, as my best spread of the primetime games on the uh, betting podcast last night. So I picked Eagles, minus four and a half. I think Baker Mayfield's looked okay, but against two defences that really can't rush the passer. The Eagles' defence has not looked great in the middle of the field, but one thing they have done is rush the passer really well. So I think Baker will be in trouble. I don't think it'll be like a 21-point win or anything stupid like that, but I think they'll win by a touchdown plus. So give me the Eagles, minus four and a half. Yeah, same, because... Where the strengths of the book's been so far, obviously Evans and Godwin, it's kind of not a lot of it is over the middle, which the safeties and the linebackers for the Eagles, it's a big problem going forward, to be honest. I think there's probably going to be a trade coming. So for this game, I, I think I'd expect the Eagles' offence to start ticking a little bit more now. It's third game in, third game with a new coordinator. So... Obviously, the run game last week looked great. The pass game is still looks iffy. Even the Hurts hit a couple of big plays to Devontae Smith. I'd expect a little better this week. Overall, all around from, from, from Philadelphia. The talent level is still there based off the roster last season. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Close game for a while. I'd expect the Eagles to pull away and pull away. Yeah. Um, be quite good as well. They haven't played great, but to be 3 0 would be. No, you're in the strong position to improve. I'd like to see Jane Hurts throw the ball a bit better in this game, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, last game, which is very hard to talk about due to a certain injury, is Rams at Bengals. Bengals are favoured by two and a half. It started off six and a half. Then it went down to one after the calf injury. And now it's been bet back to two and a half, trending towards going up to three because it seems like Burrow might play. Um, quite a funny thing that uh, the Bengals lost Will Greer of the practice squad today as well. So they've actually only got two quarterbacks on the whole organisation, which is Burrow and Jay Browning. So they haven't actually got a backup if they set Burrow. So that makes me think they probably are going to gonna play him. Um, Rams' offence looks pretty good, mate. Um, Aaron Donald could absolutely terrorise this Bengals' offensive line, regardless of who else he plays with. Um, but it's very hard, mate, isn't it, to pick like, or to even talk about this game because you just want to see a couple of drives from Burrow at least to work out how bad that calf is because... It did not look great down the stretch last week, and but it is only a two-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if we could 
if you know that if, if he's going to start and he and he and he's okay, I mean, I, I believe that this is a great game actually. Uh, obviously, just with just purely with that, the way that the Rams have looked. I mean, before the game, before the season started, sorry, you, you looked at this Monday Night Football in week three and you think, it ain't that interesting. But this now is an incredibly interesting. Burrow with a bad calf. Rams are so much better than anybody thought. Defence looks okay for the for the Rams at the back end with a lot of young, no-named talent back there. Obviously, Donald looks incredible, doesn't he, still? I mean, still absolutely shitting everyone up, including Geno Smith. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, mate. I feel for Burrow if he's got this calf injury and you're going to have Donald coming up through the middle. Really, really intriguing game. Do I think that Bengals are going to go to 0-3? Oh, mate, I think I do. I think I like the Rams to win this game. <laughs> well, I have picked the Rams on mine, plus two and a half as well. Um, yeah, I just until I see it, I just yeah, I need to see I need to see Joe Burrow play. And I'm probably not going to watch this live either, so it'll be a rewatch the next morning. But... Yeah, could be some bias there. Obviously, I want the, I would love the Bengals to not to be 0-3. Um, but yeah, I just love how Matt Stafford's playing. I think the offense looks really, really good. No Cooper Cup yet, but the rest of the guys are doing the business. And now they've got rid of Cam because the run game might be a bit more efficient. So yeah, I've gone for Rams plus two and a half. I think the thing is about this game that we do know for certain is Joe Burrow is not healthy, is he? No, definitely. We know that for certain. So what? So that for me tells me that I'm, I'm confident in kind of my pick of LA there because we know in a week he's he's, he's not got no no better at all. No, yeah, I agree. He even said that himself. He said he's only plays he's playing because he's they don't want to go in three. <laughs> it's almost the only reason. Um, and that's it for week three preview. Um, so to summarise, we didn't mention it uh, the other day on the week two review. Uh, Patrick's actually winning. But I did look. You've actually won week one in all every year we've done this. So hot uh, start. Yeah, hot start. Yeah, <laughs> you're like the Rams. Um, <laughs> Eleven ten. You were after week one, uh, and we have four differences. So we only have four. We had five last week. We've got four this week. I've gone for Vikings minus one and a half. You've gone for Chargers plus one and a half. I've gone Packers minus one and a half. You've gone Saints plus one and a half. So a couple of one and a half tricky picks there. I've gone Bills minus six and a half. You've gone for the Commanders plus six and a half, which is the one you regret, and I can feel it. Uh, I've gone Steelers plus two and a half. You've gone for Jimmy G and the Raiders are minus two and a half. That's so, yeah. the one I really regret. I just prefer <laughs> the Raiders over the Steelers. <laughs> That's the, in a terrible game like that. I had to find some uh, happiness from that game. Well, if I looked back at the last three years, I'd be, I bet we'd be. Uh, Shocked how many times you have picked the Raiders. So. Mate, and I'd have them as Super Bowl champs if you count up all the wins if they won on the <laughs> all the times I've picked. They're your AFC team, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's it for, for week three. Um, some really fun games there. 9pm slate. Maybe that is the chance for you to uh, to win back some brownie points to the other half and not watch games in full. We'll see. Um, remember to go follow us at Go4Two-Pod. Two being the number two. Um, we're part of the Full 10 Yards Network, so go follow them on Twitter as well, at Full 10 Yards. Uh, and follow Patrick at Mugs NFL for any gear you want. Um, we could see a Jimmy G hoodie if they beat the Steelers by two touchdowns. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the weekend's action, whether that's college football and NFL or just on Sunday. Uh, we'll be back next week to review it and uh, speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, everyone.